0: welcome to dig it this is the speaker i'm here today with the sharp edge as per usual uh Corey's not here again uh she's nearly back though but she's having a fantastic trip from what we've seen but we're looking forward to getting her back uh next week how you doing edge
1: hey hey doing good
0: that's good uh today we're going to go after, uh, over just a few things, uh, an article that uh, Edge wrote on Corey's site, and I'm going to just say it is the jab whistleblowers, so we don't get censored in the first 10 seconds of this podcast. Uh, we also did a hive Mind video yesterday, which felt good because we haven't done one in a while, just about the Facebook hack and a few other things revolving around that, so we'll get into that also which is kind of connected to that, is big moves in the stock market with crypto and the DOJ going after them. Uh, what else What else have we got, Ed? Uh, DOJ, uh, DOJ weaponizing the FBI against parents at school board meetings. Yeah. And I think uh, that's basically what we're going to cover on the surface. So what would you like to start with, Edge? Your amazing article? <laughs>
1: You, you know how much I had a, a time trying to upload all these videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we put out this article. I published this article on Corey's site this week. And um, this is a compilation of a number of whistleblower testimonies. And, you know, you can just go through it. But it's got a, just a wealth of information on here. And I think that what I love the most about this is that it's just a great resource to share with your friends and family. And maybe they're thinking about it or feeling coerced in some way, but before they make that serious you know, decision, this is actually a really compelling piece to share with them. And um, I, I do like how it's, a video testimony. These are lots of videos here of testimonies from a number of people. You know, some people are just more visual in the way that they take in information.
0: Oh, hundred percent.
1: And so this may be very helpful for a certain group of people. And, you know, maybe they don't like to read all the, all those reports or, you know um, it's just, it's more captivating, Uh, you know, has more of that um, visual appeal for people to see what's, what's really going on. And it's from a number of perspectives, a variety of perspectives from frontline doctors to healthcare workers to patients. So you get a number of different perspectives and what you get from the, when you look at kind of all of them, you start seeing the consistencies Uh, among the different testimonies from the different perspectives. So it really does give you um, that variety, but also a bigger picture of what's really going on. So there
0: there is the, this is the other side to this. And this is what the mainstream media will not tell you. Obviously you can read while uh, you're watching the screen here about what a lot of this is about, because if we start talking about it in, uh, format of course our podcast will get censored again because can't have that shit um, but yeah this is the other side of the the adverse effects of this uh which the mainstream media is not going to tell you anyway so it's definitely good i mean you can pick videos at a time slowly go through them you know you don't need to go through them all at once but it's just uh it just gives you a good idea a good representation of uh what the other side of this job is doing.
1: Yeah. And some of the videos are shorter. So you could, you know, consume those in a shorter amount of time. Others are like maybe an hour long. So, you know, you can just pick and choose what, um, how much, based off of how much time you have, but it's definitely something that you can always look back to and definitely share it, share it with people that you care about who are really on the fence. Maybe they're feeling like, you know, they're weighing their options um, and they're feeling like that pressure um, that so many people are feeling right now, um, based off of their work or their school. So it, it may help somebody to to share that information.
0: And I know. I know there was a, a lot of technical difficulties with this answer. So that was great for you to get that through. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: it was. We'll a, work it. Yes, it was a technical feat getting this one <laughs> <laughs> published. So I'm going to call it a win, but uh, yeah, so that took up the majority of my of my time this week, <laughs> but we, we did have some time for this, which was nice.
0: Yeah, because it has been a while. I mean, we've been so focused on so many other things uh, with also Corey being away. It, it is hard to juggle two channels and plus, you know, uh, my situation in Australia, which is just a constant fight at the moment. Uh, against the tyrannical nature of this government, which will be ongoing. But hey, what do you do? But in this video, we talked about what happened a couple of days ago now, and that was Facebook uh, going offline for an extended period of time. And not just Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, everything that's been purchased for them. And some of the theories of why this happened, I mean, they kind of shut it down very bluntly that you know oh, it was a human mistake it uh, almost like someone pulled the plug on this uh but like we said in that video you have to take a bigger picture of all this stuff going on especially the whistleblower situation at the moment right Uh, yeah which uh which edge definitely knows more about than me i just kind of saw it come up the other day we had to censor it for um Certain reasons <laughs> right? But this woman is definitely a plant.
1: Yeah, this woman definitely who appeared uh, first on the 60 minutes expose just before the <laughs> Facebook takedown. And then immediately the day after the Facebook takedown, she's hauled up to Congress right away for a hearing. And um, so all of the, the timing on this is very peculiar. And then, of course, you know, she's calling for more censorship because Facebook's just not self-policing enough, which, um, you know, I would say that they are very targeted in their policing. They tend to police certain groups of people and not others.
0: Oh, definitely more than others.
1: Right. Um, But Facebook appears to be in agreement as well. Oh, well, we're not we're not censoring enough. We need you to step <laughs> in, Congress. <laughs>
0: yeah, so there's no red flags there, especially on the point that a lot of the Senate and all that agreed with her. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how you know this bullshit. I mean, how many times have we seen the Senate just fight tooth and nail against people uh, that are actual whistleblowers? I mean, like I brought this up as well. I mean, we had Zach Voorhees on oh, about a year ago or so now, um, and You know, he was one of the big whistleblowers on Google, but he wasn't politically aligned the right way. So, of course, they had to do everything they can to, uh, you know, try to force charges on him. He he was being hunted really bad. But this woman gets a primetime spot, uh, millions and millions of views on YouTube at the moment. It was number 13 on Trending yesterday when we talked about it. Um, Senators backing her.
1: Right. Right. It, and it, she's
0: it, it smells it, it. She goes. She goes.
1: Absolutely, she does. And we've learned that she's been a longtime Democrat donor. Here we have information that she is getting aided by a former Obama official. So it, clearly a Democrat operative. And it all looks so coordinated in the in the tight timing with which all of this has occurred. And so I think that when we were talking in that um, video that we did, we just really went over how, you know, it does look coordinated. It looks like um, they're trying to get Congress to step in and take some action. And I do think this leads us to um, more regulation, um, that is going to help them to reach that goal for digital identity. We, the, you know, look, the internet's not safe. Um, we've got to step in, and uh, how are we going to save everybody and protect everybody? Oh, digital identity, I think, is what it all leads to. And with regards to the Facebook takedown on uh, Monday, their uh, explanation was very murky. And it seems real iffy at best, but I think we're gonna see a lot more of these kinds of tech issues as Klaus Schwab has warned us about. Oh, the next pandemic's gonna be a cyber pandemic, right? So it's crazy
0: how he's always right. It's
1: crazy yeah, how exactly. he
0: always knows what's going on, right? Exactly. He's so enlightened.
1: Yeah, so um I think this is all connected and we're gonna continue to see. Uh, more and more of these types of issues, whether it's fake whistleblowers that come forward or whether it's hacks or, you know, big sites and platforms like fake book going down, whatever the case is, I think these are all intertwined and all the catalysts that they are using to launch us towards their goal of this digital identity what are your thoughts
0: yeah look it's always to struggle the population i mean wars pandemics viruses have always been used uh not necessarily as a smokescreen but while those things are going on the powers that be have always used to push certain certain things i mean passports in general are not an old thing they really came in during world war ii so spies couldn't really get into the country uh but so like uh, situations and events like that is used to push these tyrannical measures like we're seeing with certain jab mandates uh passports vaccine passports uh and you know moving to the way of digital passports whatever they can to control you uh to see what you're doing to monitor you that this is this is the push here. This is the draconian push right. for the, for these sort of things, um, and they always and it seems to be very efficient at the moment uh, using the the terminology of safety. This is for the the greater good. It's another one that they use a lot. The greater good. Uh, I've seen politicians been using it down here lately, and you kind of know, yeah, okay, this is the push. We're doing this for the greater good, uh, right? Exactly. It's 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 just it's just to stranglehold you. It's just to control you, and it's it's moving at a, a blazing pace. How how these people are trying to push this through? It's uh it's scary and it's frustrating, and uh it's it's. Another thing, which we will get into a minute, just like shortly after this, uh, using crypto as another thing. And I know our opinions differ on this, especially Corey's to mine, but they're trying to control all facets of your life. Uh, the, the illusion of safety always leads to tyranny.
1: Absolutely, it does. And when you you know it's a red flag when you have the Facebook whistleblower in agreement. With Facebook, here's Facebook's statement after the whistleblower came out. Despite all this, we agree on one thing. It's time to begin to create standard rules for the internet. And that is it right there. That is the tell. This is the entire point of the theater that occurred this week, isn't it?
0: Oh, 100%. Rules uh, to govern what you do online. Anonymity is not going to be a thing. They don't want it to be a thing. They can't control those people that are anonymous. And like you were saying before, uh, with Facebook's uh, allegiance and their banning of of certain people or certain platforms, I mean, I was banned from Facebook now, what, four years ago. And that was my time to go, okay, I was, uh, I need to go somewhere else to talk, uh, which led me to Twitter, which I was banned from there a couple of years ago. now. Um, so yeah, it, just, <laughs> it just keeps going down the line, right? <laughs>
1: we're just <laughs> because... big tech outlaws now living in the <laughs> wild west of where hmm. they're, the internet is still free. <laughs> it's so funny when we were talking about this um, whole fake book takedown, I was like, you know, it kind of feels good to be uh, one of those people that was just completely unaffected by... Oh,
0: no, it didn't bother me. Didn't, didn't bother me in the slightest. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. But, and that's not the only thing that's happening in big tech this week. There's been a lot of stuff going on. And you're right, things are moving so quickly. And I will say there is a silver lining to that. Yes, it is kind of startling to see them moving so quickly. But that is a sign of their desperation. And the fact that they know they're losing control of the the minds of the people, they've lost the narrative, Their, uh, their mind control, their manipulation is no longer working. And so in desperation, they're pulling off some pretty crazy moves lately. And I think that the more they push, the the, the quicker they push this stuff, the more mistakes they're going to make. And it really um, works to our advantage in some ways. What do you think? Oh,
0: Oh, a hundred percent because a lot more people are waking up to it. I mean, because they have gone so fast uh, people were standing up and speaking out. I mean, We've seen it in Australia, to whatever effect that is. But um, uh, what what we've seen from that is not all of the public are are going to take this. And a lot of people are going off the grid. They're getting away from this uh, society that's leading down a very, very tyrannical path and a very uh, scary path. Or they're simply just uh, opting out of it which is also an option. You can do that. You know, there's, there is ways and Corey has talked about that and she's written an article about that. So definitely go in there and, and read that for sure.
1: Yeah. But speaking of big tech this week, here's some other big news. The, there are federal investigators issuing warrants for Google to turn over anyone typing in certain search terms. And, um, So, this is a big deal because now uh, this is clearly another example of weaponizing agencies to target political opponents as domestic terrorists. Oh, gosh. And And, what are those
0: certain search terms, you know? What are you not allowed to search?
1: Exactly. And um, we don't know. This is, you know, targeting people based merely off of uh, what they might have been thinking at a certain time. And they're basically investigating pre-crime at this point. And I've seen, you know, videos actually out of Australia not too long ago, maybe like a week or two ago, of police officers visiting citizens in their homes and asking them, hey, do you, do you know of anybody who's planning a protest? Are you planning to go to a protest? Like they're investigating pre-crime at this point. And, um, you know, that's kind of what this reminds me of. But in the realm of big tech, in the realm of the internet, investigating pre-crime or thought crime,
0: Yes, because thought crime and pre-crime to them is directed at uh, – it's a political agenda. It's to tackle people that oppose the government. That's what it is. These are not terrorists. These are not people threatening to bomb this or that. These are people just wanting to speak their mind and speak the truth of what they believe is going on. And that, in the minds of uh, the powers that be now, is domestic terrorism.
1: Exactly. It's anyone – who criticizes the regime and they haven't disclosed what specific word searches they're looking for or the scope of this kind of search or how many innocent people may have gotten caught up in their investigations. It's just being done completely, secretly, without any oversight or regulation. And again, we know where this leads to. These agencies are clearly already weaponized against the people in targeting the political enemies or the opponents of the regime, anyone who's critical of the regime, and seeking to label those people as domestic terrorists. It's it's insane. It's un, unprecedented, this kind of thing. But, yeah. well, I shouldn't say it's unprecedented. I mean, they've done it in the past. They have done it in targeted political in, in, opponents in the past. This is actually out of the Obama playbook. So, um, but what we can advise people to do is, you know, be smart. Use VPN. Uh, use, don't use Google. Uh, y- you know, I mean, there's smart ways Um and, you know, to to use the inter- internet, I suppose, but um, just to give people a heads up of what, what they're doing, what they're up to, but also in big tech new- news this week, and we kind of touched on this um, in our Hivemind right. podcast, is this Twitch hack. And we, we talked a little bit about this and, and just kind of speculated that we think there's going to be... More events like this. So this week, Twitch um, was hacked apparently, and it looks like it's a pretty extensive um, hack, including source code, internal security tools, uh, creator payouts, and you know so on. So this leak is labeled. What's interesting is it's been labeled. Um, part one, meaning, you know, that that's suggesting there's more to come. So um, not a lot more information on, you know, who is responsible for this. Um, But I do think that this, these sort of events are going to continue to happen and whoever is behind it is kind of irrelevant, meaning that it's all going to be used for one Agenda, which we just spoke about, and that is to um, really just say for for all the powers that be to say, look, internet's not safe. Uh, we need to cr- ha- have Congress create some more laws and standards for the internet. And that leads us to digital identity. So there's no more anonymity. Oh, but we are going to be keeping you safe and keeping your di- digital identity safe. Of course, you're going to have to trade in all of your privacy. And of course, you'll have to have the COVID passport to be able to use the internet now. But, you know, it's it's trading that that privacy for some safety. So, uh And Corey has written extensively about that, her entire four-part series on the global landscape of the digital identity and passports. So, you know, check that out because it's extensive. She's done some extensive research on it, who's all behind it, how they plan to roll it out. But when you, and, and when you do check these, you know, reports of hers out, and then you see the news. It just becomes more apparent, doesn't it?
0: A lot more clear, right?
1: Right. You're like, okay, I'm I'm seeing what they're doing here.
0: I mean, they've they, they've attacked people on these platforms before. Uh, on the basis is they don't want you, and this kind of leads into uh, the cryptocurrency topic. Uh, they don't want you financially free uh, on any sort of situation where you are not connected to any government body or anything like that. Uh, Twitch is a, a good example of people that are making money. Yes, it is accessible. Yes, there is bad sides about it, but on a different side of the coin that there, there is a lot of good creators on there too. There are on other platforms as well. Now it, they're completely financial free from any sort of full regulation on government bodies, and they're doing their own thing. Uh, so a hack like that scares the crap out of them. It, it, right. it really does, because it because it is their it is their livelihood, it is their wage, and that going on to crypto is what I see crypto as well. Yes, uh, there is. Like, we know they want to brand a digital currency, and whatever that digital currency is, but there is a lot of different uh, forms of bit. Uh, n- n- not just Bitcoin, but crypto in general. Now, it, it was only after the last election where the Democrats started to push full regulation onto Bitcoin uh, and, oh, and the crypto market in general, because before that, it was quite free. It was the, It was very Wild West. Yes, there was criminals making money out of it. But yes, there was normal people as well that were finding financial freedom through it. Right. So, if you go to the other article, please, Edge, I read that down. Uh, yeah, so the US uh, Department is tightening its oversight on cryptocurrencies with the launch of two uh, enforcement initiatives. Now, they announced this kind of pre Biden, but it was a democratic push. Before that, no one was really bothering. I scroll down, please. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, the US Department of Justice is. Uh, launching a two crypto uh, focused initiatives that will focus on reporting cyber crimes. Uh, of course they're labeling this as, you know, we have to regulate this market and we have to protect this market from these criminals and and these horrible people yet at all. This is the exact statement there, uh, uh, by general Lisa Monaco, (laughs) um, unveiled her new efforts. Uh, Uh, We want to strengthen our capacity to dismantle uh, the financeability ecosystem that enables these criminals, actors to flourish and to profit from what they are doing. Now, it's funny how they attack crypto this way, except they don't attack the Federal Reserve this way, which is exactly the same shit. Uh, There's plenty of criminals in that market that are utilizing it for their own game, Mm -hmm. the government being the largest one. But of course, they have to attack crypto because there is also independent people making money off this as well. Now, there was a big move by crypto, and and it's funny how all these things kind of happened around the same time. Facebook hack, Twitter hack, uh, whistleblower coming out, and this whole cryptocurrency push, um, and a massive amount of Bitcoin being dropped uh, just yesterday, 1.5 billion that came out of uh, undisclosed Bitcoin wallet, um, which raised the stocks as well. Now, if people don't know how how Bitcoin works, it can be a little bit complicated, but there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin in regulation at any given time. You cannot really make more. You can mine more, but mining becomes slower and slower over time. There will always be a finite amount of bit. So when someone drops or a wallet drops or a company drops 1.5 billion worth of bit, it is... Of course going to excite the market and push it up but a lot of big crypto holders at the moment are still holding um onto their bitcoin so it's just funny that all this happened at the same time Uh, they want to of course try to regulate this right Uh, because
1: it gets in the way of their plans for digital currency mm. which uh you know right here the imf head is saying oh Central bank digital currencies are reliable. Eh, I don't know about that Bitcoin. No, no, don't don't go over there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But people are making a lot of moves into Bitcoin right now. You're right. I think that people are really unsure about the stock market. They see a lot of things happening with the China Evergrande and the sort of cascading or domino effect of that. They see a lot of stuff happening with terrible Biden policy, economic policies with, um, you know, freight liners stuck out in the ocean, not being able to come in to port, Um, just seeing lots of bottleneck and shortages coming down the pike, Um, seeing, you know, debt ceilings and, you know, Congress spending crazy amounts of money, all of this is making people feeling, feel pretty wary. And I think a lot of people are moving out of the stock market and into crypto as more of like a safe bet. And when they're seeing this sort of thing, the feds, I mean, when the feds are seeing this sort of thing, now you, you see their reaction. They're freaking out. And, uh, oh, no, we have to, uh, we have to clamp down. On the criminal activity in crypto, because that's the issue no not not our plans for a digital currency, and how this is going to kind of you know mess with that so hmm. it's also very obvious isn't it
0: just a little the national <laughs> cryptocurrency enforcement team um,
1: right, right like so the criminals in, are investigating anti, the criminals
0: yeah, yeah, anti <laughs> uh, anti money laundering. You know, because, you know, uh, Wall Street doesn't have any of that.
1: Right. They should, they, <laughs> exactly. They should know a lot about money laundering. They're like oh, the, uh, the kings of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I do think it all connects and um, things are moving very rapidly. So it's important to stay on top of these things to make your own personal financial decisions to make your own decisions on how to protect yourself on the internet and keep yourself private you know your your information private um just th- there's a lot of stuff happening that you know if you're not paying attention you know you could kind of get blindsided so oh
0: yeah i mean if yeah if, if you're not listening if you're not paying attention these things are just gonna slip in in the back door like what they normal try to push things and so
1: Right. Well, this week we also have some terrible news about but, you know, to be expected from this regime, about how the DOJ is weaponizing the FBI against parents who are critical of school boards. Did you hear about this?
0: Um, I didn't. It's a new one.
1: Well, it's pretty much everywhere. I mean, it's like people are just absolutely outraged about this. The FBI has been directed to investigate parents who go to school board meetings for harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence. And this came in response to a letter by the school board's and to the regime, and um, this letter literally labels parents as domestic terrorists, essentially, or committing hate crimes. And this kind of vitriol, this kind of uh, these kind of this kind of language, it's just so outrageous to think that you know we've all seen videos. We've seen the videos of these parents who are just absolutely infuriated with their school boards for everything from mask mandates to uh, critical race theory being taught in the schools to what is essentially child pornography in the literature that is in the libraries and in the schools and in the classrooms. And we've seen all the videos, okay? And have you ever seen um, any threats of violence on any of these videos?
0: Oh, no, they're just speaking up against the system. That's the threat.
1: Yeah, in fact, I thought, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a video that came out from a very popular uh, <laughs> group who likes to do undercover videos um, of a teacher who was actually threatening the students, threatening the students. And that teacher was exposed. So I think that this is just really outrageous. And, you know, it's going to have this chilling effect on parents going to school boards for fear of being investigated by the FBI, which is exactly what it's designed to do. I mean, this is absolutely unprecedented, never before seen in American history to use the FBI to go after American citizens. In this sort of a way, for exercising the First Amendment rights, and I wouldn't be surprised if, for example, we know how the FBI works. We know what they've done in the past. Uh, we know, based just off of you know the you know certain recent events, that they like to sometimes have operatives working for them that are planted so you know i could imagine that sort of thing happening at a school board meeting just to justify this kind of investigation can you
0: Hmm. oh definitely Uh.
1: but what came out was that merrick garland the attorney general who has spearheaded this sort of witch hunt his own daughter is married to the co-founder of the company that distributes critical race theory material to schools and is making millions off of it. Hmm. So how is this not a conflict of interest? I mean, here we have the head of the DOJ investigating people for criticizing material from a company that his family makes money off of. (sighs) I mean, it just doesn't get any more corrupt than that. And it has to be illegal. I mean, there are laws in place for conflict of interest. You cannot do that. But again, this is just another example of the regime using agencies to – and weaponizing those agencies against political opponents of the regime. So it's pretty – Pretty breathtaking to, to watch the audacity of these people.
0: Mm. Hey, hey, hey. piss me off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wish that we had some better news to, to report on this week. (laughs) Um, But I guess the, the silver lining about all of this is that Again, when you, when you look at how quickly they're moving in all of these directions, whether it's clamping down on your internet searches or uh, your school board meetings or what it is that you post on social media, whatever it is, they're clamping down so hard so rapidly that it is so obvious that they're desperate. And why are they desperate? It's because they're losing control. It's because their brainwashing, their manipulation isn't working anymore. And it's reaching a critical mass. And that is a good thing. So that's the silver lining there, is that when you see these kind of desperate moves, you know that you're winning and at least winning the narrative so we can at least rest assured in that and we need to just keep pressing forward because it's working what do you say
0: Ah, hundred percent and work on yourself never stop working on yourself it's a big part of uh this world to come is strong individual people Um,
1: definitely stay informed, stay strong, stand your ground, don't be coerced, don't be manipulated. And yeah, that's my advice. So. All (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today on Dig It with Speaker and myself, The Sharp Edge. Corey's out, but she'll be back soon, and we'll see you back next time. Share us on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, pilled SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Digit.